Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Hey guys, it's a great time to get into Barbecue Pit Stop, Utah's barbecue pro shop, and get the tools you need to up your barbecue game. Barbecue Pit Stop has the best selection of the best smokers money can buy, like Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, Kamado Joe, and more, plus over 200 rubs and sauces, and lots of accessories. I know you're wondering if you really need another grill. Well, a smoker isn't another grill. It's an upgrade from your grill. I haven't turned on my gas grill since the day I got my smoker. Head into one of their three locations in Layton, Salt Lake, or Lehigh, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Hey, what does it take to be the number one irons in golf? Well, if you ask the engineers at Callaway, they'll tell you one thing, innovation. And they would know because Callaway's face cup technology has made them the number one irons in golf. The face cup technology that makes their irons tremendously powerful actually came from their fairway woods 
and hybrids, which incidentally, those fairway woods and hybrids continue to outperform the competition. Face cups dramatically increase ball speed across the face, and the second Callaway started engineering irons with face cups, everything changed. Golfers started seeing tremendous gains in distance and forgiveness, and of course, the engineers at Callaway keep on innovating. Steelhead, Big Bertha, and Apex irons are all powered by Callaway's game-changing face cup technology, and they've all made Callaway the number one irons in golf. To learn more about the technology behind the number one irons in golf, go to CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. At the first tee, it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org. Hi, this is Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen can help you if you've been injured in an accident. However, one thing we can't do is change the amount of your insurance coverage. You need to do that before an accident. By calling your insurance agent today, you can significantly raise your insurance limits for literally pennies a day. You'll be shocked to find out how little it costs to really protect yourself and your family. To learn more about this and other important elements of an accident, visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CVX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper. And that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Hey there, welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. For those of you that missed hour number one, be sure to get to our website at realgolfradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Golf or hit us up on any of the podcaster sites. You can download and listen to hour number one or the individual interviews. America's favorite caddy, he was very entertaining. Also, uh, Mike Weir, the 2003 Masters champion and assistant captain. To Ernie Els for the upcoming President's Cup joined us in hour number one. Again, those interviews available for you to download at your convenience. Still to come here on the back nine, hour number two, our good friend from the BBC, Ian Carter, will join us and maybe talk a little Ryder Cup, talk about European Tours slow play initiative as well, the four points in, on that one. Also, we'll get into a little teaching segment and our Callaway Pro Spotlight with Callaway Master Staffer, and Golf Channel instructor Virgil Herring. He'll join us from Nashville. And I'll tell you what, uh, Virgil has some great philosophies. Really excited to have him coming up here on the show. And as we mentioned, uh, a lot going on from Napa to Pebble Beach on the west coast of California, all the way to Scotland where they're playing at the uh, Alfred uh, Lynx Dunhill Cup there. A really fun time uh, being had there at King's Barnes. 
St. Andrews, the old course, and uh, Carnoustie. Just a great rotation. The ladies are playing inside the track in Indianapolis at the Indy 500. Really, really cool stuff, Bob. If you had to pick one of them, where are you going this weekend? Pebble, Napa, Indianapolis, or Scotland? I'm going Scotland all the way. Even though you're wearing rain gear most of the time. Well, and that's okay. Those three golf courses are phenomenal. Uh, St. Andrews. Kings Barnes and Carnoustie, no doubt about it. It'd be Scotland. I don't care about the, the the cool weather is fine. I'm going Scotland because it's because of the golf, or because you don't normally have the opportunity to go over there. Is it the I uniqueness? Think of I think it? it's a little of both. Okay, all right. I think it's a little of both because because the golf course is no doubt about it. But yeah. You don't so, have a lot of opportunity to go over there and play those golf courses. So given the two, if you were to go have a trip to Monterey or to St. Andrews, you're choosing St. Andrews. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but that's what I said. Like the PGA Tour champions are at Pebble Beach. So yeah. if, let's say you were going to play Pebble Spy and, I don't know, let's just throw in a little course next door, Cypress Point. Or you want to go play the old course, Carnoustie and Kings Barnes. What you going? I'd go to the West Coast. Ah, okay, there you go. There it is. Haven't played... Cypress Point, so I'd like to do that one. That was the kicker. All right, sounds good. All right, we'll talk about this and much more. A little Ryder Cup talk, a little Phil Mickelson gab. We'll we'll get into all next right here. Hour number two of Real Golf Radio. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. At the first tee. We believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills. 
and help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. Big Bertha. It's an iconic name, some of the longest and straightest clubs in all of golf. Well, now, the legend just got even easier to hit. The new Big Bertha irons from Callaway are powered by a suspended energy core, a totally new construction to deliver easy launch, long, consistent distance with incredible sound and feel. This is by far Callaway's easiest-to-launch distance iron ever. Get big-time distance now. Experience Big Bertha irons today at your local golf shop or at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. And this segment brought to you in part by Callaway Golf. And according to Dave Neville, their best tour launch ever for their new wedges. The Jaws MD5 wedges, 27 already in play at the Safeway Open this week, including the likes of Mark Leishman, Francesco Molinari, Henrik Stenson, Brandon Grace, and others amongst the first to game the new Jaws MD5 wedges Spin with teeth, the most aggressive groove in golf, the new Jaws MD5 wedges from Callaway and CallawayGolf.com. And thanks for joining us. Thanks for being with us. Speaking of Twitter, uh, our good friend Adam Shupak, who's back writing for Golf Week magazine, by the way, which Mm -hmm. is great to see, posted a picture of some of the champions there at Silverado Golf Course. And uh, one of those names on there was Billy Casper back, I believe, in 1971 when he won that event. And he won multiple times there at Silverado. But I tweeted out that... On our Real Golf Radio account, at Real Golf, I spy Billy Casper, and our good friend Harry Arnett liked it, and Silverado liked it and commented, one of the greatest, which, of course, your dad was. Yeah, my dad won the Kaiser Invitational there in 1971, and then he also won, I think it was in 87 or 89, he won the Transamerica on the PGA Tour Champions. So Silverado was a golf course that he enjoyed playing, he enjoyed competing on, and a two-time champion there. You know what's interesting in, in all the years we've been doing this show? We'll go to a, a, a golf tournament, or we'll look at past champions, and it's not uncommon that your dad is <laughs> has won there multiple times. But yeah. look, if you won 51 times in your career, it's likely that you are getting multiple wins on multiple, obviously multiple wins on multiple courses, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So pretty cool. Yeah. Really, pretty really fun cool. to, pretty fun to see. I remember the first time I went to, um, Fort Worth, the caddy for a good friend of mine, Keith Clearwater at, uh, um, colonial colonial. Yeah. And they have that wall of champions there on the right hand side of the first tee. And I looked over and saw my dad on there a couple times. It's pretty Pretty neat. Yeah, super cool. We look at him every time we go to Torrey Pines there as well Yep. Uh, as you walk by the putting green. All right, let's talk about another guy, another San Diegan uh, following in the footsteps of Billy Casper, and that's Phil Mickelson. He's off to uh, his debut, and it wasn't a great start for him. He made a nine on a par five. That fifth hole at Silverado's got him two years in a row with four balls out of bounds in two years on that hole, which is pretty remarkable. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I guess that's one of those things maybe just gets in your head and you move on. But, uh, you know, when you look at Phil's stats from last year, he won at Pebble Beach. And I just couldn't help but think, oh, my gosh, the irony of Phil Mickelson winning on the U.S. Open venue, but not during the U.S. Open. <laughs> and that's exactly how it played out. But nonetheless, a great win for Phil at Pebble Beach. After that, Bobby tied for 18th at Augusta. That was his only top 25 Following so since February, he's had one top twenty-five. Here we are in you know approaching October, and he's had one top twenty-five since February, and that was at Augusta back in April. So not good uh, performances 
by Phil Mickelson. And, and you start looking at some of his stats, and it's just like, well, what do you say? Strokes gain tee to green, 143rd on tour. Strokes gain total, 157th. Strokes gain putting, 139th. I mean, there's really nothing to point to that would suggest that Phil had something to hang his hat on. You know, we'd mentioned Tony Romo in hour number one. Fifth in strokes gained for the first round. Goes out and shoots two under par. He was pretty much horrible everywhere else, but at least he rode a hot putter. Phil doesn't really have anything to ride here, and I think his attitude was was that, that was all playing into the, the challenge he was having with his attitude, which is why he did the hard reset right before the Open Championship. And his comments continue this week to be nothing but positive, and you just sort of hope for his sake that his game catches up to the positivity, huh? Yeah, no doubt. The thing about uh, Phil Mickelson is I think he's at the point in his career where he can rise to the occasion um, in certain events, but it's going to be tough for him to continue that on and make a steady diet of it, especially on the PGA Tour. Now, as he gets to the point where he's 50 and stuff, you got those guys got to watch out because Phil Mickelson is going to have a new lease on life getting onto the PGA Tour champions, and he's going to be able to uh, tear that thing up. It's it's going to be a, a rejuvenation for him, no doubt. I'm impressed though that you threw in the diet reference there too when you talk about having a steady diet of good play. That was that was yeah. nicely done. I saw what you did there, Bob. Yeah, well done. Yep. And and PGA Tour champions, no doubt about it. You heard Mike Weir talk about it last hour. You know he's looking forward to getting to 50. And you mentioned the your comment by your dad. You know where you kick over rock and find money. Well, that was back in the day when these guys at that age needed to kick over rocks and find yeah. money because it was just starting to become lucrative to be a professional golfer. I, I use that relative. I mean, your dad had a great career and, 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 and that so forth, but nothing compared to what these guys have today. I mean, Mike Weir, Phil Mickelson, certainly those guys don't need money to go out there. They're, they're not out there trying to earn money to, to survive or support their family, right? They've got generational money already. However, the competitor in them certainly wants to continue to grind and do better and win again and and try to find an opportunity to get their game back and sort of, I think in Weirsy's case, you know, put a bow on his career. I mean, the guy, guy is the most successful Canadian golfer of all time, first lefty, first Canadian to win the Masters, and really had a run there that was impressive. Uh, Hogan's Alley, you know, in L.A. a couple times. So I think for him to be able to come back and have a PGA Tour Champions career would be really satisfying for, for his own uh, work and the effort that he's put in his career. But it's different than the kicking over money stuff. Um, that that said, you're right. I mean, Phil is going to be, he'll take the Champions Tour by storm, huh? Yeah. The thing about the Champions Tour is there's no cut. Guys go out, they have a great time, they have fun, they can compete. Um, and in the meantime, they're also making a boatload of money. So... The Champions Tour is is a fun tour, and as these guys start to migrate off the PGA Tour, um, the next you know the next generation of players, that kind of thing, then it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Hey, speaking of Phil, what are your expectations then for him this year? It is a Ryder Cup year. I'm sure he would love to be on that team. Do you do you see that at all as a possibility, especially after what we saw in his performance in France a year ago? Uh, I don't think we're going to see Phil on the Ryder Cup team per se playing golf unless Phil were to go out and play extremely well this year and win a couple tournaments. Um, I think where Phil is going to be best used is probably as a captain's pick. Uh, somebody you mean that as can an assistant mentor- captain. Pardon? Not a captain's pick, an assistant captain. That's what I meant. Yeah. As an assistant captain, not a captain's pick. Um, and um, a mentor, so to speak, for the younger guys 
and the new guys as they come onto the team. Yeah, well, I, th- I mean, he's he's proven that he's really good in the team room. Well, speaking of the Ryder Cup, and I know we're going to talk to Ian Carter a little bit about this coming up next, but where do things stand right now? What, what's the U.S. team looking like? So right now, the top 10 or 12 players, you've got Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson at one and two, Gary Woodland and Tiger Woods at three and four, Xander Shoffley, Webb Simpson at five and six, Matt Kuchar and Tony Finau at seven and eight. Then the next four, the guys that are on the bubble, Patrick Cantley at nine, Kevin Kissner at 10, Jordan Spieth at 11, and Jim Furyk at 12. Interesting. And obviously, so much can happen between now and a year from now. We're talking a year from now. This weekend, we'll be watching Ryder Cup in Wisconsin, which, by the yep. way, check the forecast because it's going to be, could be a little chilly that <laughs> it way. It could Look, be a little chilly. It's football weather up that time of year, but <laughs> I wonder if the Packers are in town that same weekend. That might be kind of fun. Gets a little yeah, Ryder be, Cup and a be Packers playing, game. Um, They'll be playing Kohler, Wisconsin at the Whistling Straits and the Straits course. So it's a course that's held three PGA championships, and it will hold a Ryder Cup. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch, no doubt about it. All right, hey, we'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk a little more Ryder Cup and head across the pond. BBC golf correspondent Ian Carter joins us next right here on Real Golf Radio. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CBX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle... Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. 
More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. As always, again, the website is realgolfradio.com. Twitter handle, at RealGolf. And, of course, you can find Real Golf Radio on a variety of podcaster sites, however you choose to access the show. Thank you very much for being with us. You know, some of the big topics this entire year have included slow play. The European Tour, as we mentioned last week on the show, finally doing something about it. And we wanted to kind of get a a, sort of a recap or a take on how that first went with their four points that they're really working on to try to eliminate or mitigate slow play out there on the European Tour. So we turned to our good friend who's a BBC golf correspondent and has been on the show many times and just a really um, a pleasure to call him a friend. And that's Ian Carter joining us from across the pond. Ian, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, Brian. Good to, good to hear from both you and Bob. Yeah, good to be with you. And uh, by the way, before we get into all the serious topics, I believe we're one year away from uh, the Ryder Cup 2020. How are you feeling about that? One year, one year away from. Well, I mean, uh, the Ryder Cup is this side of the pond, uh, as as you may 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 be able to remember. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's uh, we we can't wait. Uh, obviously, uh, Europe's women uh, winning the Solheim Cup last week. Uh, that's um, that's that's cheered us up as well. So um, I think you guys have only got the Walker Cup at the moment. Um, so, <laughs> so listen, I, you know, home home advantage is always a, a, a massive thing, and I think that's the way that uh, that, that the Ryder Cup has has swung in recent times. Uh, obviously, Medina was uh, was an exception there, but um, I, I can't wait. I really can't wait till we get to the whistling straight. Uh, I saw Padraig Harrington last week. He was. Uh, announcing Robert Carlson as his uh, first vice captain um, and he seemed in great form and you know we're underway with the qualifying process last week at, at Wentworth the BMW PGA Championship was the first European qualifying event had a fantastic field another very strong field at the Dunhill uh, up in Scotland uh, this week as well so uh, it's, it's interesting actually guys the way that the the whole new calendar has has shaken down and actually over here in Europe right now, we are reaping the benefits of the the, the, the shake-up um, because now there is the opportunity for American guys to come over, for American-based Europeans to come over. So we have the likes of Rory and Justin Rose and several others playing not only last week at Wentworth, but this week in Scotland at St. Andrews, Kings Barnes and Carnoustie. Three great golf courses, no doubt about yeah. it. Uh, I, I can't think... Of well, I'm sure it's debatable, but I, I, if I had one tournament I could play in Europe, I think that would be the one. I mean, those three golf courses are just spectacular. Well, let's be fair; that's the only one that you'd be able to play in because <laughs> they could invite you as you know, as part of one of the amateur teams. You know, so so it's probably Touché. a good choice. 
Touche. But, but to, to not be facetious, you're absolutely right. My goodness me, how great would it be? Uh, I've been angling to get an invitation for years and it's still not come off. But how great would it be to, to spend your time playing those, those golf courses? Although, and this will make you, this will make you jealous, next week I'm playing in a pro-amp event in the Highlands of Scotland. Mm. And, and get this, I'm playing at Nairn, which staged uh, the Walker Cup back in the day. The likes of Paul Casey and Luke Donald played in, in that one. Uh, at Castle Stewart, where Phil Mickelson won the Scottish Open, and at Royal Dorner. Oh. which is right up in the very north of Scotland. I am jealous. And um, I've got three days of, uh, of, of, of the, the Highland Pro-Am, and I just cannot wait. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. I don't care what the weather's going to be like. It looks like it's going to be quite good, actually, but uh, it, it's just going to be a magnificent uh, um, uh, experience. So I'm really looking forward to that next week. I'll be green with envy following you on your Twitter feed. So post <laughs> lots of pictures. Hey, you I'll know, post, you know, post, Ian, I just wanted worry. to throw in there that, you know, we were over for the open championship in 2005 and Brian and I, uh, w- along with my father got the opportunity to play Carnoustie, um, which my dad hadn't played it since 68 mm-hmm. when, when he almost won. And then uh, we also had the chance to play the old course and Kings Barn. So we played that three-course road, and it's pretty stellar. Oh, it is, isn't it? It's fantastic. I mean, Kings Barns is, is just beautiful. Carnoustie, as you know, is just such a, a fantastic test of golf. And, and where, where else would you want to be other than uh, at St. Andrews um, for, within the, you know, the golfing family? So to, to be able to, to play or watch, and I've covered the Dunhill event many, many times. It's one of my favorite weeks of the year. I'm a little sorry I'm not there this week, but um, one or two sort of, just the, the amazing amount of, of other sport that's going on at the moment just didn't make it uh, possible. But um, yeah, that must have been a great, great trip for you, for you uh, Bob, especially with your dad. You know, yeah. that, that must have been incredible. Yeah, it was pretty special stuff. Uh, Ian Carter joining us, a BBC golf correspondent. So you mentioned the the qualifying process, and the, you know the winner last week at the BMW was Danny Willett. And I guess that guy's uh, you know he's kind of, kind of like a, a cat. You know, he's got some nine lives. You think he's gone, and uh, here he pops back up again, and really starting to make that Masters uh, victory. I, I, I guess. Not a fluke, if you will. He continues to play some good golf, and and here he has uh, one last week, and that should should look uh, nicely for him for the Ryder Cup as well. Talk about the journey that Danny Willett has had over the last couple of years. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. The sort of nine lives, and and I think what gets lost in the memory is that yeah, it was a bit of a surprise that he won the Masters, but he was he was climbing the world rankings at a rapid rate at the time that he did win. The big shock was that that Jordan Spieth couldn't get the job done, having looked so imperious at Augusta throughout his career and, of course, had the blow-up on the 12th. But that should take nothing away from Willett's achievement in winning the Masters and the way he finished it off, getting up and down at 17, birdieing 16, and getting the job done in the way that he did. At the time, you know, felt absolutely right and and proper, and he, he, he was playing fantastic golf at that stage, very nearly won at Doral earlier in the year, um, and and looked great. Then of course he picked up some some niggly injuries that impacted on his swing. He got to to Hazeltine for his Ryder Cup debut, and his brother, who is a very funny writer, 
um, chose that moment to publish an article in which he was really way out of order in, in the way that he described American golf fans. It's the last thing that, that Danny needed, that Europe needed. It really unsettled the European effort at that, that um, Ryder Cup. And it was the first time that really anything had gone wrong in, in Danny's career. And it knocked him for six. He lost all three matches at Hazeltine. His form plummeted. His fitness plummeted. He split with his coach, Pete Cowan. Took up with, with Sean Foley. And it's been a long way back from that, that point in 2016 when things suddenly started to go uh, wrong. But he, he got back on track. And you know, at the end of last year, he won a big title, the DP World Tour Championship, uh, at the end of the race to Dubai. And that told us that he was back. This year moved to the United States, moved his family over there. It took a while to settle one way and another, and I think that impacted on his golf. Bit by bit, it's got better as the year has gone on. Reasonable summer, and then he showed us why he's such a, a great talent. To finish 20 under par on that Wentworth golf course when they were using the sub-air to make the greens as firm as they possibly could was remarkable scoring. He held off John Rahm. He reminded us that he's a world-class talent. The one thing I'd say is that we, we have a, a BBC Golf podcast, The Cut, um, and we, we did a, an edition just before um, the Wentworth tournament, and Andrew Cotter and, and myself, we picked what we thought our teams would be at the end of the qualifying process, and neither of us had Danny Willett in the team. There you go. And, of course, he comes up with that performance, and I find that I'm writing a blog on on Monday morning for the BBC Sport website saying, well, Danny Willett, you know, he's already taken a step towards returning to what would be a, a redemptive Ryder Cup for him in many respects, you know, to go back to America four years on and try and right the wrongs of Hazeltine would be an amazing story. No doubt about it. Ian Carter joining us here on Real Golf Radio, BBC golf correspondent. All right, in the time that we have left, I do have to ask you about the slow play initiatives mm. in the European Tour, a four-pronged process, if you will, that, that they are taking. You know, at least, here's what we talked about on our show, at least the European Tour has laid out a plan and they're working to execute it. Uh, you know, reading um, some of the comments from some of the European tour players. Uh, I, I, I guess I'm not sure if, if uh, it, it was working, but what, what, is your, what is your take, and do you think that this actually might work? I, I think it's got a chance. I think it's, it, 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 what it has to do is, is shift the culture in the game. Um, you know, I was at the Solheim Cup, and those four-ball matches were taking six hours in the afternoon, and that, even in difficult conditions, that can't be allowed it can't be good for the game it's, it it just ruins it as a spectacle and and the the european tour undoubtedly recognize that that's why they brought in this four point plan which in essence will uh, her herald the arrival of penalty shots for slow play much more quickly i mean that's the way we can we can really you know d distill it down um it it's still to be implemented it will start at at the start of the new season in in full but what we had at Wentworth last week was, was uh, one aspect of it, which is sort of digital readouts on, I think it was four tees there, which were to, to show the players whether they were keeping up with the group in front. Now, why you need a readout to do that, uh, surely you can see whether you're up with the group in front. Uh, that's a separate issue. What, what, is, what is key is that we do have at least one tour here that is saying it is no longer acceptable 
to play slowly. And, and if that message can percolate down, and there are influential voices, the likes of Rory McIlroy, who will enjoy this, this kind of initiative in Europe and is an influential voice in the States as well. And I think that it's, it's down to the likes of him and Brooks Kepka to yeah. really get the ball moving on the PGA Tour as well. So that all of a sudden golf is saying, look, we cannot play slowly. We cannot have this sort of painstaking approach to the game that we see from certain players. Uh, that's no good to anyone. And so it has to be stamped out at every level of the game. And if this is the first step towards that, then then brilliant. Um, and I do hope that you know the rest of the game gets on board with it. What's their policy right now as far as uh, assessing shots? And what's the new policy that uh, that will go into force? Well, um, as, as it stands at the moment, they they um, they the word is monitor. So they monitor people, and uh, you have fifty seconds for the first shot, forty seconds for uh, the second. Uh, you know, if you're second in in the group to to play your shot. So the onus is there to to be ready. And those who get bad times uh, are then. Uh, the, they're, they're outed, if you like. Uh, the, their names go up on the notice board. There are fines. Uh, and then there is the, the, the standard um, sort of protocols in place that could ultimately lead to, I can't remember how many it is, two or three bad times, and so all of a sudden you are going to, to get uh, a, a, a shot penalty. Where it's going to change is, again, the, the timings are the same, 50 seconds and 40 seconds. But... Players will be targeted. Known slow players will be targeted. Um, and as soon as you're out of position, you're, you're, you're on the clock, you will be uh, timed, and you, you can have one bad time, but that second bad time is an instant one-shot penalty. Now, that's undoubtedly going to, to get the, the attention of the players. Other aspects to it, uh, a, a greater rollout of the, the digital technology, which will tell players if they're falling behind. Uh, and, and that sort of thing. So it's a, it's an all-encompassing um, plan that has been drawn up at the the request of the, the players' committee. So it's coming from the players. It's been ratified by uh, the board, and and they were at pains because it was this was unveiled just at the time when there was so much controversy around Bryson DeChambeau and the amount of time that he was taking. And they were at pains to say, look, this is not a response to Bryson DeChambeau. This has been in the pipeline for quite some time. Well, it's uh, need, something needs to happen. You're exactly right, and, and uh, that's, that's well said. Ian, thank you so much for spending some time. Enjoy your week next week in the Highlands of Scotland. I'm very, very jealous. I hope to make that trip one day. That sounds fantastic. Well, I'll tell you all about it next time I see you boys, and, and you, you look out for those pictures because I'm going to be posting. All right, that sounds good. I like it. Thanks, Ian. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Cheers, guys. There Bye-bye. you go. Cheers. Ian Carter, BBC golf correspondent, joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Short break. Show continues next. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see... 
It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something... uh... Something is getting closer. Holy. And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. You know, one of the things that we've done from time to time is, uh, thanks to our good friends at Callaway Golf, we have a chance to visit with some of their master staffers from throughout the country and get a little bit more information on them and what they do and their part in the game of golf, which is fantastic. We spend so much time talking about tour players and what goes on on the PGA Tour, but there is a, that's, of course, just a small part of the game of golf. And so uh, joining us right now for our Callaway uh, pro spotlight is a uh, Virgil Herring. He's a master staffer, of course, for Callaway. He's a golf channel instructor. You may have seen him there as well. He's also the director of golf at Ensworth School there in Nashville, Tennessee, and he's kind enough to spend a couple of minutes with us here on Real Golf Radio. Virgil, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, good to visit with you. And, uh, you know, it's when you, I, I know you've spent some time on Golf Channel. I'm sure you do some radio shows and things like that. What, what is your, just kind of give us your, your introduction to how you got into the game of golf and, and, and what you love about uh, your job and your opportunity to teach? Well, I got into golf because I tore my rotator cuff as a pitcher. I had been basically a baseball player 
all of my youth and I tore my rotator cuff and I couldn't play baseball. So it was a summer situation and I was watching my neighbor hit plastic golf balls around his yard from one tree to a wash line pole when he was making a golf course up and I was just interested in what he was doing. So I started playing, uh, playing golf then. I was 13 and, uh, I fell in love with the game. I fell in love with the fact that, uh, you know, I, I control my own destiny, uh, the integrity and the, the honesty and the things that go into golf were essential to anything that we do in life. And I love that we could use a sport to help us train better for the life that came about. And then I got very fortunate. Uh, you know, I was walking down the hallway one day and my high school golf coach said, Hey, can you believe you could major in golf? And huh. I went to Mississippi state and became a golf professional that in that route. And <clears throat> I've probably, I've been teaching golf since probably before I graduated. I was very fortunate to have worked with Brant Snedeker for eight years. And that kind of set me up for other great success for tour players. And once I started having kids, I, ch- I stopped chasing the tour and kind of fell in love with just helping kids achieve their college dreams. If I end up teaching a tour player, that's great, but I don't really chase it. And now I'm, I'm uh, the, the golf coach and director of golf at really one of the most incredible uh, schools in the country, the Ensworth School. We have this um, million-dollar state-of-the-art indoor facility, indoor short game area, three-track man, Gears Golf. We got it all. So uh, I'm very fortunate to uh, help kids achieve their dreams, which is the ultimate um, in all jobs. That's all. That's awesome, um, especially working with kids and, and that kind of thing. You mentioned that you worked with some tour players and some web.com tour players and that kind of thing. What's your um, philosophies when, as far as instruction and how you teach kids, especially um, young kids, uh, as they start the game of golf? Well, one of the first things that I do is I try them to get them to swing in front of me as fast as they possibly can. And I want to know where that speed goes. Does that speed go left? Does it, does it go right? Does it go more down than it should or more up than it should? And then I try to build their golf swing around what they do well. So I'm not a method teacher at all, although I guess you call that my method, which is I harness the speed and direct it toward the target. And I'm, a, I'm more of a path guy first because I believe that if an athlete is swinging in the direction they're looking, they'll square the face pretty quick. And I'm, I'm a huge decade follower. I've Scott Paul, that's a good buddy of mine. So I teach the strategy based around the highest percentage play until we don't have a choice on what we're going to do. I teach speed and I'm a big believer in, you know, deliberate practice and the, the keys to working the scoring elements in a proper way. And what I mean by proper is our, keeping our expectations grounded in facts, not dreams. Uh, when it comes to how close we're supposed to hit a shot from 100 yards from the fairway, how many how many 12 foot putts we're supposed to make, keeping those things uh, well documented and framed properly so that the kid can progress in a realistic manner, uh, but feel like they're making progress maybe one step ahead of that curve. Virgil Herring is our guest here on Real Golf Radio. I love that, and I watched one of your videos, and I actually took it out on the range. You guys remember you were you were talking about you should turn your lower body as far as it'll go on the, on the backswing. 
And then, you know, and you talk about that power and how it rotates through and, and uh, you, you did it so effortlessly <laughs> and I should have put a video camera on me trying to do it out there. Cause when you think about it, it's different than when you're just doing it. But um, uh, first, first of all, I've realized that I've gotten older uh, Virgil and I, and I don't turn as much as I should, <laughs> but it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool when I could allow my arms to just relax and turn through and not try to go too hard with the arms uh, on that transition. It was, it was fun to try that drill. I've just seen how far I can turn my lower body in the takeaway and, and, uh, and still get, get back through to the target. Well, I think it's probably the most errored part of the golf swing is the pivot. And the second, probably the second most because of a poor pivot is most people are over the top. So I, I would tell you that it's not my idea. I just took, I took what Jim Hardy teaches and put it into my terminology and framed it in how I'd like to deliver my messages. And that's where it comes from. Uh, and I just believe that if I can get people to pivot correctly in the backswing, it's much harder to mess up from there. But it's, it's probably the most missed fundamental in the game, in my opinion. Mm. Interesting. Um, there's a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of interesting swings in the game of golf. You know, you think about, um, like guys like Jim Furyk and, and some of the guys that, you know, the old school guys in my dad's era, Billy Casper. Um, uh, there's a lot of interesting swings that are coming along in the game of golf, like, uh, like Wolf and, um, Victor Hovland and some of the other guys, your thoughts about their swings and, and how they relate to, um, being able to score and play out on tour. Well, I hope that, that what you would see there is exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to why I teach the way I teach, which is if Matt Wolf came to see me, I wouldn't touch his backswing unless that swing was creating speed that was going too far right or too far left as it pertains to the target line. And I think what's TrackMan and, and the and the like has allowed us to do is to not, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that you could go to the driving range and everybody's swing looked exactly the same. Yeah. It was on plane, club in front, you know, on, on plane at the top, sliding on the way down. But what happened was is that if they got good enough to do that, which was fine, they also invited the two-way miss because they spent all their time hitting straight balls. So when they got nervous, they weren't quite sure if they were going to hit a little tug or a little block. But if you, have a, if you don't mess with the natural motion, you'll have a trend. I'm a left trend or a right trend. That means I either a drawer or a fader of the golf ball. And then you can start to really tear apart golf courses mathematically by knowing where you can and can't hit driver, how are you going to play it from here, where's below the hole, and you can strategize off of what you know is your repeatable miss. And most people miss that. They chase perfect, and then all of a sudden they actually, when it's only when it's good is it perfect, because when it's not good, they can't tell if it's going to go left or right, and that's one of the things that I've, I got rid of in my arsenal early in my career. I love that so much. There's so much yeah. about that that I just can really, really appreciate. And and it, it, you're right. So many of us are chasing perfect. And for for why? I mean, how many perfect shots? You know, there's all the quotes from Hogan and, you know, Jones and down the line, you know, about how many perfect shots you hit in a round. But you just don't hit that many. So I love the fact that you take what it is and you play your strength. And, and that's how you figure it out, not try to do something that you're not really capable of doing. Yeah, and I just think that most people, excuse me, most people, they chase what it takes to be a great player. The work ethic and the desire to be great is not what it takes to keep you there. So once you have the skill set to produce enough speed to hit the ball far enough to compete, you almost no longer do that. Now you're focusing on repeatability of your predictability. And if you can figure that piece out, 
learning how to play the game is much easier. But if you're working on perfect and knowing full well that you're hardly ever going to be in the zone, um, then you don't really know what you're going to do because you're okay to it straight, but that's the hardest shot in the world to hit. And that's what I, I just think that if people got into less about what looks like perfect on TV or what a perfect golf shot looks like versus a perfect golf shot is just one that you predicted well. That's the perfect golf shot. And that's the most important piece for me. That's my takeaway right there. Virgil Herring joining us here on Real Golf Radio. He's a master staffer for Callaway's Golf Channel instructor. He's director of golf at, at Ensworth School in Nashville, which, by the way, sounds incredible. I would love to come out and see that sometime, uh, that facility. How, how great of an opportunity is that for young people to have uh, a, a, the opportunity to train and learn and, and, and experience and grow their game in, in that type of facility? I mean, I think that just shows a long ways. Uh, when you were a kid, again, I love your story. You wanted to be a pitcher. It didn't work out. You know, rotate cuff and you went to golf I, I think you're starting to see a trend however with some of our young people today call it the tiger factor just call it evolution of the game or what have you but a lot of the younger people are picking it up they're choosing golf over some of the other sports even if they're athletically um blessed enough to to play other sports so i, I think you you start to see that tony Finau, who's a, a local kid from our area is a good example of that well he's hardly a kid anymore he just turned 30 but we watched him grow up so still you still think of him that way but the point being is it, it's it's neat to see, and I would love to to learn more about what you're doing there in, in Nashville. That's cool. Well, I'm I'm very grateful to be on the show, and uh, you know it's 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 important to me to pass on the message of, of what I'm doing. I have my own radio show, which is Talking Golf, and I have my own podcast, which is called On the Verge. So I try to get my message out in a variety of ways. I don't necessarily always believe in technique is the answer. I think it all starts in the mind. So I'm a big believer in the mental coaching, focus band, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, the game has, has taught me so much, and I just try to pass on the beautiful lessons of life while getting a chance to play a game that I love to do. Well, Virgil, thank you very much for spending some time. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, it's been, you know, very valuable for me. I know I'm sure Bob as well and our yeah. listeners. So thanks for your time. And uh, again, check out Virgil. Virgil Tour Spin is his Twitter handle. VirgilHerring.com is the website. And uh, I'll look for your podcast as well. That sounds fantastic. Something I would want to subscribe to. Virgil, thanks, man. Thank you very much. There you go. Virgil Herring joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Short break. More of the show coming up next. Hey, guys, it's a great time to get into Barbecue Pit Stop, Utah's barbecue pro shop, and get the tools you need to up your barbecue game. Barbecue Pit Stop has the best selection of the best smokers money can buy, like Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, Kamado Joe, and more, plus over 200 rubs and sauces and lots of accessories. I know you're wondering if you really need another grill. Well, a smoker isn't another grill. It's an upgrade from your grill. I haven't turned on my gas grill since the day I got my smoker. Head into one of their three locations in Layton, Salt Lake, or Lehigh, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com.
I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on on life's biggest moves simplified. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CVX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, a special thanks to all those who joined us this week on the show. The Caddy, Mike Weir in hour number one, Ian Carter from the BBC, and you just heard from Virgil Herring there as well with some crates, just some gold. Uh, loved what he had to say, and we really appreciate all those who tuned in. Again, if you missed any part of the show or you want to catch it, you can get a podcast it, you can download it, and listen whenever you'd like. It's also easy just to follow us on Twitter, at Real Golf. Give us a follow there. Let us know what you think. Join the conversation and listen anytime you'd like. At Real Golf is our Twitter handle. You know, as, again, I mentioned, checking the forecast in Wisconsin. A year from now, we're going to be playing Ryder Cup. <laughs> 60 degrees and rain on two of the three days of the weekend. It's going to be a home game, Bob, for those Europeans. They're going to feel right at home. It's going to be chilly, rainy, and by the way, don't I remember a European Ryder Cupper winning the PGA Championship at Whistling Straits? One e, yeah, Martin Keimer, maybe? Yeah, Martin Keimer won it in a playoff against Bubba Watson in 2010. Jason Day won in 2015, and B.J. Singh won in a playoff against Chris DeMarco in 2004. So we've had some U.S. guys there, and they've been close to being able to win the PGA Championship there, but they've just lost out in the playoff. So you're saying we've been runner-up, and Americans have been runner-up at <laughs> so Whistling Straits. saying there's a chance. I don't know, Bob. Look, we we, we got just a few a few seconds left in the show, but... When I'm sitting a year later, I don't exactly have a ton of confidence thinking about a year from now going into the Ryder Cup. And yet I have 100% confidence going into the President's Cup. It's just sort of an interesting dichotomy there. But, man, what I saw in France, and I, I think these guys are poised to win a, a road game. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I think it's going to be tough 
it's going to be tough going uh, for the Americans next next year. You have to look at yourselves as the underdog if you're Team USA. Well, I think that's what you, you the U.S. team wants to be able to say is look at themselves as an underdog. But you know what? The, the Europeans have a way of every single year saying, look on paper. Yeah. You're a much better team than we are. We're the underdogs. So they're going to play that card and they're going to continue to play that card. And hopefully the European or the U.S. team can turn it around this year. As Ian Carter said, the Ryder Cup currently resides on the other side of the pond. Well, speaking of golf on the other side of the pond, all the way through to Indianapolis and on to Pebble Beach and Napa, California. Great weekend. Hope you enjoy it. For our producer Dave Glauser and Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. As always, thanks for listening to Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real.